This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I've been, how many of you have ever dared to uh, ask God what's going on? <laughs> many of you have ever, in the life of faith, and the walk of faith, been, he was on the, on the knowing side, but seemed like he was keeping things a secret. That doesn't mean, you know, that where Jesus said this, he said, things are only hidden temporarily for the purpose of them being revealed. I think it's God's double delight. It was his delight, first of all, uh, before the foundations of the world um, to set uh, a life up for us. I mean, literally, it's been planned and provided for, dreamed by God. And the double comes into play is when we discover that. And God likes the, uh, you know, uh, I guess he likes the hide-and-seek thing, you know. That's uh, where he hides things only for the purpose of, you know, uh, of us searching that out and and, uh, discovering that. That's one of the ways of God, you know. Uh, The Bible says that the children of Israel... That they knew his his works, but that Moses understood God's ways. It was a ta- there was a big difference in relationship there. You know, it's possible to have a relationship, you know, with the Lord. Where okay, preacher, you you just go know God, come back, tell us what He's like. You know, uh, but Moses was. I mean, Moses was one that was face-to-face with God. Now, here's the thing. When you're in this book right here, you're face-to-face with God. I mean, the, the veil has been torn. The wall that divided has been broken down and destroyed permanently. I mean, we have free access. Now, you don't need to see God's physical face in order to believe God. Any more than you need to see, you know, I don't need to see Miss Sandy's brain to know that she's got one. Oh, yes, she do. Look at her back there, her hair all poofied up and colored up and looking nice. Amen. Covering up that pretty. But that's one smart gal. Amen. I mean, she's smarter than I am. But that still don't take nothing away from me. I got the girl. Amen. Glory be to God. I know know there was grace involved in that. Show a lot of grace involved in keeping her. Because I know there's sometimes you know people look at me like, how did someone like you wind up with something like that? And it's like, you know, (laughs) faith and grace, brother. (laughs) Amen. But, you know, we don't really, we don't have to see God. One day we will see him face to face, you know. Uh, but, you know, but we can know him now by his, by his wonderful spirit, the grace that's been given us to know him. 
and somehow or other God chose that it would we would be we would be saved by grace. It's by grace. It's the, it's the absolute uh, unmerited favor and blessing and gift of God. Grace is an absolute gift. It's God, it's all God's want to towards us. You can't earn it. You don't have to. Uh, can't be bought. Uh, it's been paid for in full. But the Bible says that it's by grace, but it's through faith. See, except that we learn to live uh, the life of faith, there is grace that we will never taste of, we'll never experience. Because faith, it, tying the two together, uh, uh, let's back up, look at it this, <clears throat> this way. There is absolutely unlimited resource all around us. Unlimited amount of air. I know they tell us that we're running out of land. There's land that, that you know, uh, there's, there's so much land. Just look in Alabama. I mean, you drive down the road. There's, there's bushes and kudzu growing up over land that people used to live on. Ain't nobody doing nothing with it right now. There, you know. Uh, there's, and they use all of that. That was one of the devil's lies uh, that we're running out of everything in order to curb the population. Are you listening? Well, here's the thing: we're not going to run out of anything uh, before this thing is over. And if we do, God will just create more. He created the first pile. He created. He no. He provided everything we would ever need according to His riches and glory. There's unlimited resource even here on this physical uh, planet. That's a picture of grace. There's so much you. It's so much you're not even using. Amen. Are you listening? I mean, don't even know about. But God wants us to discover that. But it's going to be through faith. It's by grace, all of it, but it's through faith. So, you know, um, I know you think that I've just run uh, a rabbit way down the road. But come back to, have you ever asked God what's going on? Isn't that right? Most of the time we don't ask God what's going on when, when everything is, you know... Going our way. Oh, what a wonderful feeling. Oh, what a glorious day. Everything's going my way. Uh, but it's when, so there's really not so much need, you know. Uh, um, we, if When we have all the answers that, we feel like that we need then there's no need to question anything it's when you know uh, it's a mystery it's when it's yet to be discovered it's when uh, you know we feel the uh, the need to ask questions and always God's answerings are in proportion to our askings you have not because you ask not I heard a fellow say one time that the Lord had told him 
he said, now why don't you, he said, God, why don't you do something about that? He said, well, he said, they're not asking me to do nothing about that. He said, so from my standpoint, they must be satisfied with how it is. <laughs> if you had a pipe, you could smoke that all the way home. But then he... <laughs> My dad used to say, put that in your pipe. He used to say, tuck that under your hat. And there'd be times he said, put that in your old pipe and smoke it. You know, he had a pipe. It's a great distraction in life, you know, knocking the thing out and lighting it. And, but anyway, he loved that old thing. And, you know, the Lord saved him his pipe smoking self and all. I know now when you think of a pipe, the younger generation is thinking about some other kind of pipe. But <laughs> back in the day, you actually smoked tobacco in it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Started out, started out, started out looking at, you're just distracting me there back there, Blondie, I guess. I don't know. What a good looking woman you are. I'm telling you. Praise the Lord. I want to go to the book of Jude, if we will. As I, I really held the question in front of uh, the Lord, and this was his answer to me. You know, you can trust God to speak his word to you, and he's going to speak out of what he's already spoken. Ebony, it's good to see you in the uh, house tonight, amen. It's good to see all of you, but especially Ebony, you know. Sweetie, the Lord will make it up to you. Amen. She's had a little, uh, it's just wet. It's just too wet, isn't it, honey? Amen. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, beloved, my, verse number three, beloved, my whole concern was to write to you in regard to our common salvation, but I found it necessary and was impelled to write you and urgently appeal to and exhort you to contend for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. The faith which is that sum of Christian belief which was delivered verbally to the holy people of God. Now there is a, a contention. That's what the Lord, he's quoted this. He said, you are having to contend for the faith. And, <clears throat> you know, one of the things about being a, a pastor, it's kind of like being a mom and a dad. But, you know, Sandy always, uh, she was much more sensitive, probably, uh, where the children were concerned. Sometimes I was just busy earning a living, but... I'll tell you what now, old hound dog mama always knew when something was up. Just as something's up, you know. And and she go to sniffing around, you know. Uh, and I remember, you know, several confrontations over the contention for the faith where they'd say, what do you got? Eyes in the back of your head. She said, you better believe I know what's going on. God tells me things, you know. Put the fear of God in me and in them. 
<clears throat> but there's a, a out of out of that when you know there's sometimes when you just know something's something's going on. You know, uh, fathers will know it. They'll have a sense of over the home. You know, over, uh, as we grow spiritually, we understand our job is to protect and to provide. And they'll just be, you know, something, something, you know. And it doesn't necessarily have to be after the fact. See, we can be sensitive before the fact. And really, you know, just something's, something's up. We just need to make sure the doors are locked, the windows are closed. Uh, you know, the Manitolian shepherds are out near the road, shotguns are loaded, trucks full of gas. Amen. Ready to ride high noon sheriff if necessary. Amen. But something's up. Isn't that right? Just go out. You know, I mean, how many of you lay down at night and you, you know, uh, even the little lap dogs listening for the coyotes getting too close. See, there's a place for that. There's a place for that. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> that's kind of been how things have been this fall. Uh, feels like for me is that it just is, you know, you know, uh, something's up where where this teaching on faith is concerned. And I found out that we that you know here it's made the Bible. Uh, where there was, uh, where where he uses the words uh, compelled and urgently appealing, but to contend for the faith that was handed down once for all. Now I'm gonna tell you, I f- I feel very privileged and uh, and and wonderfully blessed by God to have heard what I have heard. As I know, I can I can look back over the road that's littered, uh, if you will, with uh, with crosses and markers and flowers, with people that uh, that made shipwreck of their faith. Amen. People that even people that discipled us to begin with helped us along the uh, way suffered shipwreck because. Uh, when the contention for the faith, when the time came to shift, you know, uh, and to and to go with God, uh, they just felt like it cost too much, you know, something, uh, you know. And I'll tell you, down around here, it's it's probably most of the something is religious, <clears throat> and religious isn't always out to crucify Jesus. Sometimes religious is just. Real subtle, it'd just take the form of, oh, it don't take all that now. Come on, you know, just, just, you know, just be a nice little Christian. Look at so and so. See, they're, they're not all radical and fanatical and, you know, I mean, Look at them on Sunday morning. Here they come in, and I know they miss a good good bit, but however, you know, everything's going fine for them. Why do you think you got to go all the time? Why do you think? No, no, listen now. You'll find most of the times when, when, the, when the time to be reduced to an excuse, the devil will show you somebody. 
He's got somebody that is his star performer. You know, they're the example for you. Amen. Oh, probably we started out real happy, got almost over on the border of mad. Might better go to the house before I get stoned in this house tonight. <clears throat> you know, there's always, there's always this uh, temptation and test to co-promise, compromise. Are you listening? The door mat to the door of compromise is deception. And it's when we, it's when we, it's when we can hear a thing and, and we no longer, it, it's not a discovery for us. It's not a sense of thrill at the word of the living God. It's not a hunger and thirst for revelation, you know, and that our life hangs on his word, realizing that I'm telling you one good word from God. The blessing, it's the blessing of God uh, is the difference in all of our lives. Amen. But the blessing is, is administered to our life. He blessed them saying. So if we're not hearing what God is saying, not just what God has said, but what God is saying. See, uh, the blessing isn't, isn't flowing. You can have water in the well. You know, there's, we got this uh, property down there. and uh, uh, It falls over the line, so it's in Coosa County, and it's got an old hand pump out there. And uh, uh, I went out there a time or two and pumped on it, you know, and uh, uh, it's down in the well. There's a well down there. And I pumped and pumped, and some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, Years ago... They actually have, it's a novelty now, but they actually still, you can still get them. But folks had a, a pump. This, this rascal's this tall. Pump handles, you know, three foot long. It's a serious pump. And so I pumped on the thing, no water, and just gave up. You know, well, that don't work. Probably need to prime the thing. Well, how you prime a hand pump is you just pump the hand pump. Amen. You got the water. You got the pump, but you don't have no knowing and understanding how to get what you want from down there up here. And you got everything to work with, but ain't set sense enough to keep on pumping till it comes up. Amen. <clears throat> well, that was free. I don't know how that ties in with anything, but it might. <laughs> it might help you. Amen. <laughs> It sure did help me. Amen. <clears throat> you know, we we've we've got all of this Bible. We've got generations that that know more than than what we do and have operated in more. I mean, even you know, I mean the first generation out of this thing. Uh, Jesus' disciples were walking it and talking it and turning the whole world upside down. Didn't have half of the, you know, uh, just a millimeter of of what we've got to work with. But they understood there was a faith that was once and for all handed to them. Jesus' entire teaching was have the faith of God, not just faith in God. He said, "Now think about this: the Son of the Living God." Uh, 
And the object lesson was that he spoke to a tree. Well, see, words put that tree here to begin with, back in Genesis. And he walked by it, and he wanted some fruit from it. There wasn't the fruit that he wanted. And, and uh, uh, you know, so he spoke to the thing, uh, and he commanded it. He just simply said, no man eat fruit of you again forever. And the very next morning, they walked by, and he walked by. And I'm sure, you know, he wasn't walking by like, wonder what happened to that tree now. I hope to God that something happened to that tree, because I done said all this stuff out in front of these boys here. And if, and if that tree still ain't, he didn't do it. He just said, because faith believes and faith speaks. And faith acts in line with that. He just he just, and great faith is speak the word only. That's all you got to do. Because your word is your word's most powerful thing that there is. God, the centurion said, Jesus marveled at that kind of faith that understood it works by words. Yeah. Right. Amen. Well, Peter was astonished and amazed. said, Master, the tree that you just spoke to it, look at it. Now it's withered up. And so Jesus said, well, here's a teaching moment. One among many. Remember they were in the boat and he was asleep at the back. Told them, go to the other side. Just the words, go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. That's enough to get you there. But how many of you know sometimes God will tell you to do something and then a storm will arise? And it wasn't no little storm. Now, these boys are fishermen. Now, they've been in, they've been in some stuff before, and they're all scared, you know. Uh, and they literally, out of their mouth, they said, listen, we're going to die. This is a killer storm, you know, and woke him uh, and he took care of business. He said he spoke again. He just spoke to the wind and the waves. You know, he didn't get up and say, boys, we need to pray right now. I'm telling you, somebody, you got a lamb, let's sacrifice that we got to get God involved here. I'm telling you, somebody, who sinned among us? That such a storm. <laughs> it wasn't none of that. He just got up and said, shut up. It all calmed down. They go, what kind of a man this? He goes, where's your faith? I'm teaching on faith. I'm showing you how to walk in faith. I have to use my faith. Where's yours? I'll tell you where yours is. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. Even with God with us, we're going to die. Jesus is in the boat with us. We're going to die. Jesus is living on the inside of us with the Holy Ghost. We're still going to die. I'm having so much fun. This is a, it's just, people shouldn't have this much fun in church. I got my Bible. Uh, 66 books full of the word of life, full of words that, that winds obey and see obeys it. Put everything that you see here, the spiritual seed of every natural thing, holding it, but I'm going to die. Now, why would that be? Well, he went down to uh, say this. He said, well, whenever you see the word, and I like Jude because he didn't say therefore. Old Jude straight up, he says for. Amen. When you're talking serious, you ain't got time for no therefores. You just got to say, he said, I, 
want to tell you we're going to have to, we're in a fight and we're in the fight and contending for the faith. He said, and I'll tell you why, for certain men have crept in stealthily, gaining entrance secretly by a side door. And he goes on to say, but what he just basically said, he said they've watered this thing down to where it's a form of godliness. There's no power. They've watered it on down to just said, you know, I mean, you know, it's just to feel them good on Sunday, uh, on Sunday morning. Amen. Feel like if we don't wind up with a, uh, you know, with a shout, then then uh, we haven't we haven't found out what church is all about. I'm gonna tell you something now. I'm all for the shout, but I really prefer that it comes out of a reality of that I know what I'm shouting about. That it's the shout of victory heard in the tents of the righteous. And that's heard before in the tent. You're not in the battle. You're still in the tent. Why would you shout victory in the tent? Because you know when you go out there, it's all over but the shouting. God's already gone before you. You're liable to get there and the devil's already gone. And left all his stuff, oh excuse me, our stuff there. To just pick it up. Amen. Jesus said this uh, with the tree back to there. I know you think I run all around the bushes. Sometimes you have to. You know, I went in my closet today to get ready for churches. Some little person had been in there and there was some kind of this purple lion looking thing looking up, staring face up at me and in my cowboy boot. And I told Sandy, I said, have you been in the closet? I said, have you seen something that's happened to my stuff? And I said, aren't you taking care of that child's gut? She goes, oh, that's where Coco's toy is. I wondered where it went. It says, she stuck it in your cowboy boot. You know, sometimes you just want to go to church, but you have a dog toy staring at you. Turn the light on, there's a dog toy staring face up in your cowboy boot. And you're thinking, Lord have mercy, I didn't want to do this all this running around, but it's just life. You know, sometimes you can say two plus two equals four, and a lot of folks in the crowd get it. And sometimes people go, what do you say? And they say one and one. Oh, yeah, it equals two. Plus one more. Yeah, yeah, that's three. And one more, four. Two plus two equals four. Say that again. One plus one. It, it's okay, as long as we get it. The purpose is that we get it. We're not... We're, the, who's, who's smarter, the one that's able to say two plus two or three ones equals four? Either one. We're both at four now, aren't we? Are you listening? Well, I think those, well, now don't think anything about other folks. You have enough trouble thinking about yourself. Amen. Are you listening? Hallelujah. That's what I tell Pastor Sandy all the time. I said, you know, sweep off your own front porch. Before you try to sweep off mine. <laughs> that, I'm telling you, that's the prettiest blonde woman you ever saw in your, in your life. I got that girl in my sights tonight. Oh, this is just, this is just leading up to, you know. I got to get her ready. To, you said this, and I said, I know. Come here, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I told you not to preach about me. I said, Red Russ, about you is exactly to you. <laughs> it's all right. Amen. I love that. Well, she's my woman. I love her. Amen. I tell that, and Isaac James thinks that world his his nana calls her Denny. 
And I say, she's my woman. I love her. He looks at me and he goes, she's my woman. I said, no, she's my woman. He goes, well, she's your woman too. He goes, but she's my woman. And she's your Denny. I guess so. Amen. You ought to be glad that boys are still fighting over you, Miss Sandy. <clears throat> why why is it Im- important uh for us to uh now now he didn't say you know uh that there was any other he wasn't selling any other brand he was saying the brand, he was saying the faith that was handed down to us verbally well he's talking about being directly affected from uh from folks that had a relationship with the lord he's not very far removed uh you know from the men that uh heard jesus say these things and of course they wrote them down amen and it must I mean, to me, if it makes this book, now it's worth looking at because God's put his stamp of approval on it and said, now that's my word. That's the word of God. Amen. The faith which is that sum of Christian belief which was delivered verbally to the holy people of God. Well, you know, we're still getting it delivered verbally to us, aren't we, by the Spirit of God. You know. That wherever the word is read, if there's that spirit of faith, we have believed, therefore have we spoken. You can tell when there's faith in it. And when it's just words. And it can be even God's words, but if the if the one doing the speaking, if it's just words to them, there's no faith involved with them. It won't be any faith. If there's no faith in the speaker, there's not going to be any faith in the hearer. Amen. Now, you would think that as as far advanced as the church is, as smart as we are, we would just never go back and and uh, uh, need to be schooled all over again. Uh, you know. I've got that faith thing down. I've heard. I've heard all I need to hear about faith. You, we gonna be living by faith forever. Matter of fact, you you don't want to you don't want to come to the door forever without some faith. Amen. Hmm? This is how God operates. You're not gonna get to heaven and say, "Well, I'm tell you what, that was some kind of ride. I thought I was gonna die." I mean, you'll turn every head in heaven to go, what? Hmm? I mean, there's not a, there, there's probably not, you know, uh, even today, as, as bad as, as, as things are, you know, and, and uh, maybe, you know, I don't want to get down to personalize in it, in the thing, but, you know, as much turmoil and tension all that kind of stuff has gone into your life that somebody you know Father Abraham the father of our faith said you know excuse me uh, God I need to have a word with you have you seen what they're doing down there because I'm telling you if things don't straighten up they're in one heck of a mess 
It don't work that way. They talk faith there. They believe, they believe, they call the things that are not as though they were. As though they were. They're believing that we're believing that heaven is, are you listening? That as it is in heaven, it'll be here on earth. God's not a talking sickness and disease. The doctor's report and all that kind of stuff. Now, thank God for doctors. Amen. You know, thank God for bankers. <laughs> you know, somebody's got to do some of that kind of stuff. Are you listening? But you can't always let all that be, you know, the final word. And you might well start. God, God the, the kind of faith that God has, the faith of God is God starts with the final word. And he stays with the final word until the word is final. God don't say, well, I'm going to work out. I'm trying, listen, I'm trying to work through my feelings right now. I feel sick. I feel broke. I feel terrible. And check back with me tomorrow. I might feel better. And then I'll say something. Now, there's some, some good to that, you know. I mean, you know, if you can't say nothing good, Pastor Sandy says this all the time. She, this, this is what you say all the time. You say, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. I've seen that woman button up. I know she's buttoned up because I've lived with her long enough. Even sideways while we're riding in the car. I know what that looks like. She want to say something. She's tempted to say something. But she can't say nothing good. So she's not going to say something. I, I respect that. I think that's a, that is a powerful discipline. I mean it is. Are you listening? I mean it is a powerful thing. And if I really push on her, you know, squeeze your little toothpaste tube. I like squeezing your little toothpaste tube there, Karen. Yeah, squeeze her a little bit, you know. You know what will come out? She'll go, right now, I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to say anything that, would, that could be used because everything you say can and will be used for you or can and will be used against you. Because words matter. Words count. When we're dealing with faith, faith the basis of faith is, is words. Amen. We work with words. God works with words in this thing. So if we're going to contend for the faith that was spoken, we're going we're to be having to deal with, uh, with hearing some things. Because faith's going to come. And now listen, not just any kind of faith, the kind of faith that changes things. The kind of faith that you use to rule and reign in life and have dominion with. The kind of faith that God, that God settled on us to begin with, that we would operate the, the, uh, the thing uh, just like uh, he intended for it. Amen. You know, he didn't just put everything here, all this to work with. It was all here in potential. But he put Adam and Eve in the garden naked with a bunch of trees. And still, they had to, and he instructed them. You know, he told Adam. Now, we have certain words in there. I'm sure he told Adam, he said, now you need to take care of this business here. Okay, I put you in charge. I put you in charge of all this. And you got your good woman. Now, you take care of this stuff here. You understand? Because not everybody's for us. Amen. 
He's perfect in all of his ways, isn't he? But he put them in a little, in, in the seedbed, in a micro uh, uh, environment and climate where they could succeed. And thank God, you know, uh, uh, him knowing how things were going to turn out, you know. Thank, you know, they failed in a big way, but they didn't fail in a great big way. They failed in, you know what I'm saying? So he's able to kind of just curb that until he could get success back in here. But he fully intended to have a people that walked by faith and had the faith of God and listened and, and were fruitful in that faith. They produced the fruits of that. There was increase. They began to fill the earth with that increase. And there was the domain, the dominion of the king all over the earth. And there was a people that loved him and honor him. Are you listening? Sometimes two plus two seems so simple, but God had to go one, point one, point two, point three, and it's taken an awful long time. Now it falls to every generation to to fight not just the good fight of faith, but to contend for the faith. And you and I have to make up our our mind what kind of faith we're going to have, what kind, what brand, because there is the brand that you know I don't smoke that brand. You know, that, well, you know, we're just trusting God, and if it be the Lord's will. Are you listening? See, we we have the will of God right here. Everything God's ever wanted, everything God will ever do, ever done, it's all right here. And if it... And if it's crossways of this, then, you know, if it's the kitty that, that gets crossways of that, let the kitty turn around. This stuff right here ain't going to turn. Amen. Well, you know, now, now why does that make any difference? Well, because we live in a world that there are no absolutes. You know, if it's blue, somebody thinks it's purple. Well, we wouldn't want to politically offend them. We, we certainly wouldn't want them to feel bad. If you say it's purple, it's all right. That's sort of a shade of blue. But, you know, I mean, if it's, blue, if it's purple to you, yeah, it's purple. Knowing full well it's blue. Amen. Hallelujah. See? Uh, and if, you, if we're going to walk with God and, uh, and work with God, and we're called to do both. We're called to walk with God and we're called to work with God. Amen. Now, now that's not an impossible thing. That's not a grievous thing. That's not something that's beyond you. You're his child. He's, he's here to help you. Isn't that right? Amen. You know, uh, for all of the things in, in our family with our children, thank God, you know, they still love us. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still walking with us. Isn't that right, Miss Sandy? There's nothing greater uh, than all of that. And all the while, we've, you know, we've made plenty of mistakes. And God don't make me, uh, any mistakes, but I'm going to tell you something. He'll sure work with ours. He'll work through them. He's not going to give up. He knows the potential that's here. And see, but it's just potential. It has to be developed. There's a great potential... God lives on the inside of you. Unlimited potential on the inside of you that you can stand up someday and just, you know, I mean, just declare things and they happen for you. Amen. Hallelujah. 
That's ruling and reigning. When, you, when God says, say this, or he gives you scripture, says, say that, and you say it, and that's just how it is. Amen. That's the final word. The cross has the final word because, listen, you know, that, that, that cross was called for, but it sealed the deal that that word is available to you. The covenant, the blood that sealed that covenant, the covenant is these words that are written here. Jesus is backing them, every one of them. I mean, Jesus is the guarantor of that covenant, of all these words. Every promise in him is yes and amen. In him. All right, in keeping and in line with what he wants. The, the way to get everything you want is to always want what God wants. And if you get yourself full of this word, this is what God wants. This is what God wants, amen? And there's some good stuff in here. Healing, deliverance. I mean, the, uh, so great a salvation, amen? Uh, you know, uh, all, everything, Amen. I don't know why, but I think some of you, I'm bumping this doubtful thing about, well, you know, there ain't no good man or no good woman in there. Sure there was. I mean, Adam didn't think, you know, what do you think when God brought the elephant by and said, here, how about this? He goes, ah, you know, I don't know. You know, be hard to hug that thing. And, uh, you know, brought by a fish. And he said, how about that? Some of you don't see it that way. But boy, I'll tell you what, when you know God you know God says, Now listen here, I know that was all good ideas, but now I got a real God idea right now. Go to sleep. When you wake up, Papa's gonna have you. And he woke up and he saw Eve, because remember, uh, you know, uh uh how it all worked out. And when he woke up, he go, Whoa, man. Now that flesh of my flesh. Bone of my bone. She looked like a keeper. Amen. And if God did that for Adam and for Eve, he'd do that for you. He knows he knows the, the heart desire in your and he, he's got somebody good. Amen. And the devil's got somebody? Not so much. Amen. And you don't have to spin through all of the not so much folks in order to wait for the good one. Matter of fact, you know, uh, uh, it'd be it'd get, the good one will get here quicker if you ain't biting the counterfeits. Proverbs, the tenth chapter, and I know there's going to be a lot going on, but this is an exercise in focused faith. So you can do a couple of things at one time. So uh, I want to read Proverbs. It says this is going to be a cornerstone for us this next year. We're going to teach on the blessing of the Lord and. Uh, you know what it is, uh, how it works, how we uh, how we access, how we agree and align, you know, uh, and work with uh, work with the blessing of the Lord because uh, that is a, a superior system. Uh, it absolutely is. The kingdom is a superior way of life. It's a superior system. Uh, faith in the blessing of God. Now, uh, faith comes by hearing. Of hearing. Okay, so we need to look at some scriptures and things. But I want to, uh, this is something that God has really put in my heart uh, for us as a people. We're going to spend some time. 
with uh, Proverbs 10.22. It says, the blessing of the Lord. It makes truly rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. Well, everybody say, the blessing of the Lord. You know, it... <clears throat> Uh, the blessing, it manifests or it shows up in, you know, uh, so many different different ways, uh, you know. But the, the blessing isn't so much, the, the fruit of the blessing is not the blessing, all right? It's, it's the result of the blessing. See? You know, having a, 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 you know, believing God for a job, believing God for groceries, you know, believing for, we've been there and had to believe God for everything. That's, that's all training in faith. It's not a, a, it's not a bad thing to be trained to live by faith. That's the truth. All right. You know, you, we're not, we're not less than uh, as a Christian if, if we're, if we have situations and circumstances in our life that we're going to, that we have to learn to live by faith and learn to trust God and learn how to access uh, the things of God in. Amen. But the, uh, so many, many times, and we don't want to diminish this, but there needs to be a, a separation. We don't, won't want to diminish God coming through for you. The things that happen, the things that show up, the wonderful, quote, blessings that are the result of the blessing. All right. Are you listening? Because if, if we don't understand that many times, we're just believing for the, the stuff and we don't understand how the stuff happen. The blessing makes the the, the things happen. The blessing makes the things happen. And I'm going to just give you a, a real quick thing where this is concerned. Um, the blessing of the Lord, it, it literally translates translate this, like this, the good spoken word of the Lord. God bless them saying, this is how God blesses our life, how we, how we tap into the blessing. It's what God says to us, what God has said about us. It is what God makes uh, uh, real and alive to us from this word. It is the blessing of the Lord is the good spoken word of the Lord. The good spoken word of the Lord. See, you can be sick, but the good spoken word of the Lord says, Yeah, but by the stripes that wounded Jesus, you were healed and made whole. And, and, and that blessing is greater than the curse of sickness that the devil's trying to put on you. And if you'll agree with the blessing, it'll make you well. It'll make you truly rich. You'll get well. But here's the thing. A lot of times if we're struggling in or finances or relationships or whatever. If we're struggling with say, well, I know I'm blessed when, the manifest, when, when it happens. When does it happen? When God says it. When did the, when did the, uh, when did the uh, fig tree uh, um, begin to, uh, no one would ever eat any fruit of it forever? Moment he spoke it. All right. Now listen, they said it, they took notice that it's dried up from the roots. It died from, from, in, from the realm that you couldn't see 
And, it's, and that's creeping up into the realm that you can say. Amen. They said, Master, the, the fig tree that you spoke to, the curse, all right, you cursed it, all right, uh, it's dried up from the roots. It's dried up from the roots. Amen. Where does it happen? It happens in the realm of the unseen. Same thing with the blessing. The blessing uh, happens the minute we connect with the word, the good spoken word of God. It starts, begins to happen immediately. The centurion said, all you got to do is speak it. Because when you speak it, it begins to happen as good as done as far as I'm concerned. Amen. Now, do we know how to operate in that? Did it, you know, we're immediate. See, they, they probably, you know, heard him say it. They looked at it and thought, hmm, you know, still green. But by the next day, that word had time to uh, work. Are you listening? The results were coming in. It's the same thing. He said, I set before you the blessing and the curse. They both work by words. But the good spoken word of God, when minute you grab it and conceive it in your heart, if you hold it in your heart, God will grow it and develop it. And there'll come a point in time where, you know, where, <clears throat> where God can turn the power up enough to where, you know, what you say happens. Because on the way home tonight, when somebody cuts you off down there at 280, you know, you... Itty. You don't want them to turn into that right then, do you? <laughs> There's some things that you say you don't want to happen immediately if God turned the power up on it. But see, this puts a different level of responsibility on us. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.